Ben Caballero is the king of home sales. He's an Inman Award winner, an independent thinker, a business leader, and an enduring entrepreneur who became a broker at age 21. He's also a current Guinness World Record title holder for most annual home sales transactions through MLS by an individual sell-side real estate agent. He's not only the number one ranked agent in the U.S. by Real Trends, which appears in the Wall Street Journal, but Ben is also the first and only individual real estate agent in U.S. history to exceed $1 billion in annual home sales three years straight. It's a feat he recently smashed as Ben passed $2 billion in annual home sales, thanks to more than 60 home builders that are Ben's clients. He's been ranked number one every year since 2013 in two categories, number one in transaction sides and number one by sales volume. He's the only individual real estate agent ever to sell more than the highest ranked real estate teams on the Real Trends list. Since 2004, Ben has sold more than 35,000 homes worth in excess of an astonishing $13 billion. The multi-billion dollar question, how does Ben do it? More importantly, who is Ben Caballero? And how did a guy from Addison, Texas, the CEO and broker owner of HomesUSA.com, become America's top real estate agent? This much is certain. Ben doesn't cater to the rich and famous in Beverly Hills or the titans on Wall Street. And he doesn't have a show on HGTV. In part one of Ben Caballero's podcast series, Real Estate Lessons from the Number One Ranked Agent in the U.S., we will hear Ben's success story. Let's listen. Well, both of my parents became brokers uh, when I was in grade school. Uh, later, I started spending my summers in the office. Uh, uh, sometimes I'd answer the phone, sometimes I'd just sweep the floor or whatever. And then when I got into high school, it uh, just seemed like the thing to do. My father was Cuban. He was first generation Cuban. He didn't even speak good English. It was a struggle for him, although he did morph that into a uh, business where he was buying and renting out homes. But my parents got a divorce and eventually got out of the real estate business, but it was in my blood, I guess. I decided that's what I wanted to do. My mother eventually moved to Texas. I joined the Air Force, and while I was in the Air Force, I started preparing to get my license when I got out. I was stationed in Oklahoma City. One weekend, coming back from Houston, where she was living, my car broke down in Dallas. And the people were so friendly and so nice and so helpful on 5 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon that I thought, well, this would be a good place to live. And so that's uh, what I did. After I got out of the service, I moved to Dallas, I and I got out. Uh, at 21 and immediately took the broker's test. I'd studied while I was in the Air Force at OU, took the necessary courses I thought that I needed and passed on the first time. And so at that point, I decided that I was going to get in the apartment rental business because when I moved to Dallas, I was looking around for an apartment and I couldn't find anything. And I found this apartment rental service, but they treated me so poorly. I said, you know, I can do better. And so I opened up a competition for them. And I did that for several years. In starting the apartment rental business in Dallas, uh, I was amazed again at the friendliness of, of the people here and the openness and confidence that they showed in, in me at 21 years old. 
I was uh, going around in an unair-conditioned car using the payphone to call owners of apartments and telling them what I wanted to do. And hell, they were taking me to lunch and just being very gracious about it. And, you know, that was not like I was used to in Florida because back then it was like, where'd you go to school? Who's your daddy? They really didn't accept you the way that I was accepted here in, in Texas. And so that was really nice to be in this kind of environment. Well, the apartment rental business was a good start. I got to know uh, some people, but I couldn't see myself in that on a long-term basis. So my wife, uh, after about three years, she started pretty much running that. But I was driving around one day and I saw these two lots for sale next to each other. And so I wound up buying them and uh, building an apartment building. And then the next time, there was right around the corner, there was another lot that was for sale and I joint ventured it. So I did that and that morphed into a home building business. So I built homes for a number of years, custom homes. You know, I had a, several careers in the real estate business that uh, didn't really start out as a real estate broker as such, but I always kept my license and used it from time to time. But I got into the, the real estate end of it uh, as a result of getting out of the home building business. And I was approached by uh, an ex-employee of mine, ex-salesperson, that he was working for a builder that needed somebody to guarantee the sale of homes that people were selling in order to buy. And so I got into that business and did that for a number of years and did well. And that was really when I got into the brokerage in a, in a more meaningful way. Um, during that time, I noticed that home builders were not listing their homes on any kind of organized basis. And so I started doing that and to help some of my clients. I um, found out fairly soon that it was pretty difficult. I had binders of listings and I was getting phone calls and I was getting faxes and you know they'd send me their list and they'd be scratching on them and prices I couldn't read. And they were telling their boss that they had sent it to me when they hadn't and it was just a really disorganized. And at that point I said, well, gee, I have to have something that's better and the internet was coming into maturity at that time. Uh, builders were starting to put computers in their models and their sales centers, and I developed this online platform and launched it in 2007. Have continuously improved it, and today we we are helping about 63 builders in four Texas markets. The success that I've had in my current business, Homes USA, is due in, in large part because we have a great relationship with our clients. I have clients apologizing for asking me to do something for them. It's my pleasure to do it because what they're asking me for usually is something that is needed in my company. It's some innovation that I can incorporate and not only make them happy, but make everybody happy. When I was in the building business, it was not uncommon to receive a letter once in a while from an attorney. Once in a while, you would have a lawsuit. And whenever I was in the guaranteed sale business, when the values came in, the owner was not happy. They thought their home was worth more. The salesperson wasn't happy. The builder wasn't happy. Nobody was happy. And it was really a struggle to do that business. Whenever I was in the home building business, I received letters from attorneys. I was sued once in a while. You just can't make everybody happy. But in this business, in Homes USA, I get nothing but compliments. Everybody is, loves the service that we provide. Well, since I've started the business, the only builders that I've lost fall into two categories. Either they went out of business 
or two or three occasions they've had a change of management, management comes in and they want to do something different. I can't recall a single situation where a builder says, you're not doing a good enough job for us, that you're not worth what we're paying you. The key to success in business is, in my opinion, integrity. You have to have a reputation for honesty. If you don't have those two things, then who is going to want to do business with you? Your reputation for integrity and honesty is paramount. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care who your daddy is. I don't care about anything else. You have to have that. You know, when I moved to Dallas, I remember distinctly thinking, you know, I'm 21 years old. I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. Had my mother's car that I'd borrowed. I had $500, a wife. I had no contacts, no friends, no education to speak of other than high school, but I was going to be a millionaire. It's never occurred to me whenever I make these career choices that I can't do something. It's a matter of, I think I can. And I tend to learn on the way now. I haven't always been successful, but I have learned it's been a pretty good experience, even at the low times. You know, you just can't be fearful of failing. I've taken my failures as a growing experience, and the money that it's cost me, I've thought of it in terms of tuition. Since I didn't have the opportunity to go to the university, I figured this is my way <laughs> of paying for the education. People ask me about why I take risks. Life is a risk, and doing nothing is a risk because you risk being nothing or, or accomplishing nothing. So risk has never really bothered me. Matter of fact, I kind of relish it. Uh, I just try to not to take too much risk. And there's times I've taken too much risk in the home building business. I was being aggressive at the wrong time. And the reason I got out of the home building business is because there is such a lag, or there was when I was in it, that uh, you might be doing a development today, but then interest rates go very high. And so the product that you've developed is not viable and you have no control over that. You know, I really admire people that made a success in the home building business because it is a very, very tough business. It's the type of business, not only do you have to conceive of the product, you have to design the product, you have to build the product, you have to sell the product, you have to market the product, and you have to warrant the product. That is a lot of businesses in one, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm going to leave it to people that are much more qualified. I've been asked also about where luck fit into my career, and somewhere I heard that the definition of luck is preparation meets opportunity. So I really haven't thought in terms of luck because luck is kind of a serendipity type thing that you happen that you have no control and you don't have to do anything for it and it just falls in your lap. Now I've had opportunities, but I've also made the decision to take advantage of those opportunities. I could just as easily have said, oh no, you know, when my friend came to me with this opportunity to do the guaranteed buyout, I could have said, you know, gee whiz, <laughs> that's a lot of work. That That's too much risk. I don't have that much money. I, I mean, I could have thought a lot of reasons not to do it, but I didn't. I analyzed it, assessed the risk, and I had enough experience in the real estate business and the building business to think that I could do it and did. The reason that I didn't just sell homes like everybody else was it was not interesting enough. I guess a, I'm a maverick of sort. I always wanted to do something that was different and unique and special because that was exciting to me. It was not exciting to do something that thousands of people out there are doing and, and competing with them also. 
it's very daunting to think, well, I'm going to get in the real estate business and compete with Remax or Ebby Halliday, or I'm going to join some group like Remax or whatever, because that's not me. I'm not going to get into something that I'm going to not control my destiny. Whenever I think of what's the most fun in the real estate business, I have to just think in terms of what I'm doing now, and that is work with builders and the sales counselors and just knowing that or feeling like I'm making a difference. That gives me a sense of satisfaction that uh, more so than than I think selling a house or renting a home. I have a number of rental homes, but nothing makes me feel better about what we're doing and give me a greater sense of satisfaction than just knowing that we are doing a good job for our clients. The greatest business lesson I, I've learned, I think, probably is the greatest life lesson, and that is to have a purpose. If you have a purpose that is different from a goal, a goal is just a step towards your purpose, and a purpose is never achieved. It really is how you live. For instance, if I were in business just to make money, I could make money. But if that is my goal, I'm not going to treat people maybe as well as I should. I might try to cut corners. If my goal is to be famous, there would be possibly some misrepresentation in there to, you know, fake it till you make it type thing. But if your purpose is to do something productive that you enjoy, and then that in turn helps others, then you're going to achieve wealth and you're going to receive a certain degree of respect. And then your family will also respect you. When people in our business have been in the business a while and they have not achieved the level of success that they desire, I suggest that they sit down and have a long talk with themselves and ask some difficult questions. You know, number one, are you doing what you like to do? If you're not, then that's a big key right there. But you have to think about what you're doing and why you're doing it and, and be honest with yourself. You know why you're not succeeding. I remember a number of years ago, I was going through some personal issues and I sat down and talked to myself and I realized that I know myself better than anybody in the world. And I know how to defeat myself quicker and more disastrously than anyone else. And I can do it quicker. If I am in a bad place, it's probably because for some reason I'm choosing to be here. Think about that if you're not where you want to be. Whenever I came to that realization, it made me realize that I cannot blame the president. I can't blame the economy. I can't blame my parents. I can't blame my wife. It's all me. You know, that's just BS. If you start blaming somebody else, you need to take responsibility for your decisions. I see people all the time say, oh, you know, 9-11 just did me in. I just went out of business and I just haven't been able to recover. Or I went through a terrible divorce and she did this and she did that. Well, that's just unfortunate, but it's not the end of your world unless you want it to be. Unless you let it be, then that's just a matter of deciding to take responsibility. I'm often asked what advice I have to people that uh, want to get in the real estate business. My first thing is answer your phone. If I make 10 calls to realtors, I would be lucky if I get two people to pick up their phone. I will get probably lucky if I get two more by the end of the day to return my call. So it's hard to be successful if you're not communicating with people that want to talk to you. I make a supreme effort to answer my phone because you never know the next call might be something very lucrative, very important. I believe in that. 
The other thing is to specialize. Everybody has a talent, a unique ability. And if you want to be successful, capitalize on that. There are so many specialties and subspecialties in the real estate business. And as far as that goes in any practice, whether it's law, medicine, you name it, there's just so many specialties and subspecialties. And if you want to be successful, you should specialize and become an expert in what you do. If I could have any other job in the world, I would first have to consider my age today. And that kind of limits. <laughs> I don't have the knees that I used to have, and I don't have the athletic ability that I used to have. Uh, that leaves basketball pro out, although I, that would have probably been my most desirable career had I been able to do that. But I think right now, I can't think of anything that would be better for me than what I'm doing. You know, I have clients that love me. I have employees that I get along very well with. I have good employees. You know, I have a son that loves me, good family. I don't know what else I could have. And that's the legendary Ben Caballero, CEO and broker owner of HomesUSA.com, current Guinness World Record title holder, award-winning innovator, independent thinker, business leader, and an enduring entrepreneur, and clearly the king of home sales. This has been part one of Ben Caballero's podcast series, Real Estate Lessons from the Number One Ranked Agent in the U.S. We invite you to share this podcast with your colleagues. For Ben Caballero and HomesUSA.com, I'm Tom Kelly.